0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Ahead on the Believe in Steeler show, Ike Taylor's been on the road, all over at Pro Days, taking visits with his son Ivan. No, you met up with Tori Palamalo as well, Ike, but. We're going to start with some signings. The wrath of Khan continues. Omar Khan making two more signings for the Pittsburgh Steelers ahead of the 2023 draft. Ike, it's been too many moons since I've seen your face.
0: Man, good to see you, Mark. Omar has been in the front office, has been on fire when it comes down to these free agent signings. I'm just happy to see him making them kind of moves, man, because he's making me relapse mentally on how we used to win football games. And that's building from the front, which I mean, offense and defense line, and work your way to the back, Mark. Yeah. And you're talking about Braden
1: Fajoko. Fahe- Going to get that pronunciation down, Ike. She had a real, too. Yes, yes. And so with Fajoko, for me, it's like, OK, you got Montrevious Adams up front. Another nose tackle is going to be on a one-year prove-it deal, and it's going to be best man available. I This has been my theme all off-season long with what Omar Khan in the front office is doing. You've positioned yourself come the end of this month, come April 27th in the NFL draft. You can take best player available because you have players that are good enough, and if you want to make upgrades along the roster, you don't have to draft for need, and that to me is just more and more evident I'm excited to talk about Keanu Neal as well, Ike, because I was looking at his pro football reference and it's like, he's lined up all over the field, a Swiss army knife, if you will.
0: Yeah. With uh, the new sign is what my personal opinion, Mark, what Mark, Mark, what Omar in that front office is doing, they're getting guys who other teams might feel like they don't have it. These guys on these one-year deals feel like they still have something to prove. Mark, so when you get guys like that, when you get former offensive linemen who played with Kenny Pickett in college, when you get an LSU, more offensive lineman who brings a lot of energy and passion towards the game, when you use what you – a team that – who you used to be with, and that's some of our assistant GMs who used to be with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now we're getting some of the Philadelphia Eagles offensive linemen. And when you think about the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. All oh, you think about run game and protection. This offensive line had the least sacks out of everybody in the NFL last year. And you think about protecting your quarterback. So when we talked about our show, Mark, we talked about if 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 Kenny Pickett can have an offensive line, who can protect him? If Najee can have an offensive line where the holes can be a little bit bigger. I wonder what the Pittsburgh still offense can look like with the Pat fairmont with the Kenny Pickett, with the with the Deontay Johnson. And here we have it. So the offseason moves this front office has been making, in my mind, I'm an A-plus, a-plus, plus, 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 plus. Now you get into the draft, Mark. You get into the draft, now you can go for what you really – you got two options. I can get a need or I can get a warrant because I filled the holes I needed to in this free agency. Keanu Neil, I'll let you pull out some of his stats, but I've always been a, always been a fan of Keanu What? And the reason why is because you're right, he's a Swiss Army knife. He can Ike. play strong safety, mm-hmm. he can play free safety, he can play as an outside linebacker, and he can blitz. So one thing I did like about Keanu coming out of college was his toughness. And I always thought he was a stealer. And what do you know? Two days, two days, two days ago, we wind up getting this young man.
1: Ike, I was looking at his background. So he played last year at Tampa, the year before with Dallas, and then he was in Atlanta for several years. And I just look at his pro football reference page to look at his stats and say, okay, he was a pro bowler in his second year, is, used it as, as a defensive back, seen him play a little in the nickel, play it at the safety positions. He gives you versatility. And I think that's the big thing of, okay, Minka Fitzpatrick, DeMonte Casey, you'd imagine those would be the pairing, but if either of those two players are injured or if you want to give the offense a different look for what you want to do schematically from a defensive standpoint, He's versatile and he's just a football player because I look at the pro football reference page. I'm seeing free safety, defensive back, free safety, middle linebacker in Dallas. So he's used to playing with different on different spots of the field. So it's not just what he's doing, but also when you play different positions, you have a better understanding of what you need to do for where you're lined up among your other 10 teammates on the field from a defensive standpoint. So I look at that versatility and that excites me because injuries are inevitable in this sport. And so if you have someone go down, you at least have more depth at the safety position, especially with the departure of Terrell Edmonds to the Eagles.
0: Well, you got to look at it like this, Mark. It's one thing I, I, I thought, especially when it came down to the nickel for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it was losing Mike Hilton. And what did Mike Hilton bring? Mm-hmm. He brought that personality, that tough man personality. And he carried that on to the Cincinnati Bengals, marked that tough man personality. If you ask anybody in that defensive room, other than anybody on that defensive line, who actually has the the, the best personality, the toughest personality, they're going to say Mike Hilton. And when you bring a Keon Lanil into the building, this is exactly what you're bringing. You're bringing a guy with a tough guy personality. All he wanted to do was play physical, play physical, play physical, play physical, play physical. He just so happened to be bigger and taller than Mike Hilton and play many other positions than Mike Hilton. But other than that, man, I look at it as like, this is exactly what they missed from Mike, but they went and got a another version of Mike. He just so happened to be tall.
1: And I think we saw flashes of that with Cam Sutton as well, Ike. And that's why you see Sutton get the big contract with, the lions this off season but then i think what happened was is we can't afford to play sutton in just the nickel position we need him on the field as a corner this last year so you didn't see that big playability playing in the box where you're closer to the line of scrimmage you're closer to the football and you're making more plays almost as a linebacker more so than a defensive back so i think you saw that some from sutton but i think the team needed sutton's ability as a corner as we went more and more throughout the season, and then we see what his open market value is, I don't fault Sutton for going and getting that deal oh, with right. the Lions. So I think you you saw that a little bit of that void we've missed from Mike Hilton, but just the playmaking ability. And it was like Ike with Hilton, it was sacks and then it was the turnover creation. And there's a reason he brought that to Cincinnati and he has helped Cincinnati make the playoffs every season. He's been a Bengals player And um, hopefully the Steelers can get back to that of whoever's at that nickel can do what you need to do from a defensive back standpoint, but you almost serve as an additional linebacker with what the Steelers do defensively when they decide to run a nickel package with five defensive backs out on the field.
0: Yeah, Cam made himself some money. These past two years, uh, Cam made himself and put himself in position to go and get some money. He wound up getting it from the Detroit Lions, Mark. Yeah, I know. And 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 Michael Hilton, the two, the one that we acquired, Cam, and Mike, who was once a Pittsburgh Steeler, they bring an extra linebacker mentality. Cam was more of a cover nickel than a hey, blitz me. Whenever y'all want to, I'm about to create havoc, kind of guy. So you got two different styles of play, and it worked for the Pittsburgh Steelers when they needed Cam to go in the inside and cover. But I think the defense uh, relies heavily now on the physicality part. And when you bring a guy in like Cal O'Neill, this is exactly what he's coming with.
1: Mike, if the Steelers do, in fact, draft a corner come April, come the end of this month, I'd be very excited because of the veteran leadership that's there with Minka, with Neal, with Patrick Patrick Peterson. So it's like if you're coming in, you're coming into a locker room of guys that have done it at the highest level and knows what it takes not just to have success, but to be dominant, And so I look at that 17th pick or whether it's 32, whether it's 49, whether it's later on in the draft, beyond the first three rounds, Ike, if they bring in someone, the development that you would have, because you can see how dominant players have done it before you. And it's that Steelers tradition of passing that down. That really, really excites me.
0: Yeah. Mark, if you come in, if you're coming in as a corner, you got to think about it. They watch Pat Pete come in from LSU uh, turn LSU upside down from locking guys up to a punt returns, then him going to Arizona, from locking guys up to punt returns, then him going to Minnesota and still being able to be a Pro Bowl corner. When you look at a, a a Minka Fitzpatrick and you go back two years ago and you see the first game against Cincinnati when he won that when he won that game damn near single-handedly on his own, from picks to blocking punts to fumble recoveries to pick sixes. And you've been watching this guy since Alabama and you watch in Miami. He damn near played outside linebacker, damn, damn near strong safety. He goes to Pittsburgh coach. he said, I got a perfect spot for you. I'm going to sit your butt in the middle since you're the quarterback that is defense, and I'm going to watch you work. So just being a young lag coming in and playing anywhere in the secondary, you've watched these guys since you was in high school and college. Now you got an opportunity to play with them in the pros, Man, if I was a young kid coming out in the Pittsburgh Steelers wind up drafting me, I'm going to be like, i watched watch Patrick Peterson be a professional on and off the field. i watched Minka Fitzpatrick make number plays, whether he was with Alabama, Miami, now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to follow in those footsteps on how to be a professional or try to at least live up to that kind of standard. And when you get that mentality in the secondary mark and you got a young guy who's looking up to these Pro Bowl guys, it's a lot. Keanu... Keanu Neal as well. He was he was once a pro bowler. So we're talking about three guys that we acquired, not from the draft, but from free agency that has been all pro or to a pro bowl. Why not come to the Pittsburgh Steelers and learn nothing but greatness if you're a cornerback going into the 2023 draft?
1: Ike, I'm excited for the wrath of Khan to continue. And that's going to be my theme with Omar Khan. <laughs> Shout out to Star Trek. I'm really excited for that. To continue on as we get closer and closer to April the 27th. We'll take a quick break here on the Believe It's Dealer Show. I gotta tell you about our show sponsor, BetOnline.ag. National championship game is tonight. Yukon San Diego State. There is a ton that you can wager on in terms of the NFL offseason, the draft at the end of the month. If you have any gambling needs, betonline.ag is the place to do it.
0: 365-24-7. Shout out to the LSU. Women's basketball team for winning the national championship. Hopefully, if y'all was watching two days before, y'all went to betonline.ag and push and, and put a wager in. But make sure y'all go tonight, UConn versus San Diego State, San Diego State. Make sure y'all go to betonline.ag and make sure y'all put that wager in.
1: Yes, use our promo code believe. You can see that on your screen right now that's B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Ike, I saw that you were at some sort of signing event. I see you get pictures with Mel Blunt, the legend, the legend Rocky Blyer, your guy Troy Palomalu as well, Ike. The floor is yours. It was great to see you together. And I saw just a genuine smile, ear to ear grin, Ike. It was great to see you two together again.
0: The chosen one. You know, I called Troy from the unicorn to the chosen one. You know what I'm saying? Because he was the guy we thought as a team who was the chosen one, who set example on and off the field, whether you, were, whether, whether you was a 10-year veteran or you was a rookie like him and I coming in, we all knew at some point in time, and that was early. I want to say after the first couple of practices that Troy was the chosen one. So it's always good to see my brother. But then I got Donnie Shell, Terry Bradshaw, Mel Blunt. Then, then other than them, uh Kenny Pickett was there. Pat Farramutz was there. GP uh George Pickens was there. So it was like a Pittsburgh Rocky. Rocky Bly was there. So it was like a Pittsburgh reunion. Then you got to see Jordan Love. I didn't know Jordan Love was that tall. Mark, I did not know Jordan Love was that tall. I say, damn man, he really looked like a point guard. So in the in the NBA uh 6'5 point guard. So like that was cool to see. Fred Warner, one of my favorite, I got I got an opportunity to talk to that middle linebacker from the San Francisco 49ers. So just being around, just being a lot around the old greats and young up and coming stars was cool to see. But it's always a good time when I sit down and chop it up with my guy, um, Troy Polamalu, aka the chosen one. Um we sat down the night before and had a good time. Um laughed, cried, uh shared stories and everything. So it's just always fun to see them guys. That was my first time really going to that kind of event and actually seeing everybody. So, you know, Mark, I had to get all the jerseys. Damn, near, every single last one of them. So I'm getting them framed, and we're going to hang them up in the gym that's getting built. But it's just cool to see all them guys. man. It's just cool to be around greatness, to be honest with you. Like, I was a kid in the candy store, Mark. So when I when I got around them guys, I was like, um, my pride – is at the front door. I'm asking everybody for a picture. And I'm asking everybody for a for a goddamn jersey. This is exactly what I'm doing. So that's exactly. My mind was already premeditated on how I'm going into these to this event.
1: When was the last time you had seen Troy?
0: Oh, man. I mean, FaceTime like three days before. But other than that, in person, probably like a couple of months. But I always see Troy. We always keep up with each other.
1: Maybe not since, uh, like in person. Since I know when you, Troy, and RC were on the Pivot podcast several months back.
0: Correct, but I seen I seen him before then as okay. well. I seen him after that as well. Troy and I talk all the time. He's very interested on how the scouting and um, the front office works. So we we go back and forth on his thoughts. I listen to him. He probably the only do it. I really, 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 really. Like, when he talks, get to talking, I just listen. Sometimes I cut people off. I have a bad habit of that. <laughs> but he's one of the guys um, that I consider because he has a different perspective, not only on life, Mark, but just in the football world um, as well. He said some things to me. I thought that's going to happen in the football world three years from now. But I think he's just three years ahead of the game, <laughs> So, um, which I don't want to say on there. We'll talk about it okay. off air. But um, Troy's just different. So, but just seeing Troy, uh, it's like my first time ever seeing him. Every time I see him, it's like my first time ever seeing him. And that's how we, uh, that's how we bond together.
1: Well, that's a pretty legendary story. The first time you met at training camp in the, door, the dorm rooms in Latrobe, PA. So we have,
0: so <laughs> we, we have to go to Pittsburgh because they're doing, Mel Blood is doing um, a foundation and Troy is hosting it. And uh, Troy was telling, uh, <laughs> Troy was telling Lex, my lady, um, how he's going to roast me. And that's the story he's going to talk about the first time I met Ike Taylor was in what Troy said. He thought he was going to have his own room, presidential suite. I'm a first round draft pick. Pittsburgh going to give me own room, presidential suite. Man, I'm a, Man, I'm about to live it up a little bit. I finally get to relax and kick my feet. And you open the door and you see two queen beds in the hotel in Pittsburgh, downtown, and you got a guy on the floor who just came out the shower doing sit-ups with no clothes on, commando style. And he was like, wow. <laughs> so when he walked in, he thought he had the wrong room. And I was like, I stopped at mid-crunch and was like, nah, Troy Palomalu, you got the right room, you got the right room. We're teammates. And he was like, in it's all voice. Oh, okay.
1: I I know how much you sweat too. I always see on Instagram, it's like, man, I gotta get my butt to the gym today too. I'm imagining you're just dripping in sweat while all this is happening too.
0: Man, Chris, you coming into the room, Mark, you just got drafted, you're a first round draft pick, Mark, and you come into a room and you think you got a big suite. And, <laughs> and as soon as you open the door, you got a guy with no clothes on doing crunches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Welcome to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Troy.
1: I love it. I love it. um I gotta ask this, Ike, and if you say none yet, it's an answer I won't ex- uh, uh-huh. accept. If I was a fly on the wall at this event, this past weekend, one conversation of something you can share of—I mean, it could be anything football-related, Ike. If I was a fly on the wall, it was the most interesting conversation you had at this event?
0: Um, It wasn't really the most interesting. That's a good question, Mark. It wasn't really the most interesting conversation, Mark. I would say a lot of guys from other teams saw the brotherhood from the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether Mm -hmm. they played in the 70s all the way up to the early 2000s and now with the young group. And it was like, oh, y'all really do stick together. (laughs) And we like. That's just what we do. So whether you're in the 70s all the way to whether you're Terry Brasher, Terry Brasher, Donnie Shell, Mel Blunt. Fast forward all the way up to Kenny Pickett, Pat, and GP, and leave me and Troy in the middle. You couldn't tell what era we played in because we all have that kind of love when we see each other. And this is coming from guys who just saw us – interact with other teams and they say oh we see why y'all call yourself a brotherhood or oh, we see why y'all was winning as much y'all boys act like y'all just been playing with each other for the past 15 years and it's a big generational gap so you know my heart smiled when i heard them conversations coming from other guys from other teams it's almost like like a de
1: facto recruiting event now i'm not saying tampering but listen it's Every team's doing it, and this happens throughout all sports leagues. But it's almost like a recruiting event where some of these guys hit free agency, and they say, "Hmm, where do I want to go? Where would I consider signing?" Pittsburgh, I'd have a chance at success, I'd have a chance at winning, and they fulfill contracts which other teams don't do.
0: Right where my brain goes, Ike. I w- I would give that all to Coach Tomlin. If you yeah. just talk to, if you talk to a lot of the young guys who had interviews with coach t they say by far he was probably their favorite interview and this is going to even malik last year mark when he was coming out and we talked about him on the show the quarterback and then when you talk to pat pete pat pete was like coach t was one of the guys he said it coach t was one of the guys that i would i wanted to play with and play for So. I got to tell my head to coach t um i've seen him in these interview interview settings um it blew my mind on how comfortable these kids told stories um that they would never tell stories to the other people to coach t coach t just make you feel um at home and i talk about this as being a head coach there's too many head coaches i think who don't know how to balance being an uncle and a dad coach t is one of them coaches who can be uncle and a dad? You know, usually your coaches are dads, dads, dads. The mentality like, hey, you need a dad in the building, especially being around other men. And I get that part. And you got a lot of coaches who just wanna be cool with their players and they're more of an uncle type. And you just look at it like, my uncles, I got to hung out with my uncles. I got to kick it with my uncles. They showed me a lot of things my dad wouldn't show me because they wasn't dad. Um, Dad got to be more stern, got to be not really a drill sergeant, but it got to be a high level of respect because he's dad. Uh, Coach T does a great job of balancing that out. And I haven't seen too many coaches do that. A guy who can be dad and uncle. And when uh, when I saw that part, I was like, man, he's on a whole nother level. Because then I look at Coach Andy Reid, and this is exactly what, players who used to play with Coach Andy Reid and players to this day, they say Andy Reed is more of a, he can do both. He can be dad or he mm-hmm. can be uncle. And you just see the success that he's having. So, you got a coach who understands and not only does he understand, he's still trying to mentor, but as well, when it's time to put, when it's time to lay down the rules and the laws, this is exactly what he's doing. He's a no-nonsense guy, but he's a no-nonsense guy in his own style. So, that's a level of respect. So when it comes down to recruiting for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it has its name. The Steelers, it has a lot of tradition behind that. But when it comes down to players, I, I have to tip my hat off to Coach Tomlin.
1: Well said, Ike. Well said. And just knowing what buttons to press with different personalities within a locker room, within a team concept, because there's a lot of different personalities that go into any kind of team. Uh, knowing what buttons to press, knowing what to do and when, that comes with experience as well. Um, That's very well said. Ike, let's keep this rolling though. You've been on the road, I swear. It's like I'm surprised to even see you in Orlando today. Last week we were supposed to record. I know you were at the Miami Pro Day. Uh, You went to the Florida Pro Day, the UCF Pro Day. So you've been all throughout Florida. I want to start out and I know that Steelers aren't in the position to draft a quarterback because they got Kenny Pickett, but I just saw the footage. I saw the backflip. I saw Chuck it all over the field. What did you see from quarterback Anthony Richardson when you were in
0: Gainesville? It's, it's, it's good seeing it on TV. So, I, you know, he in Florida, he right down the street. So you see it on TV. But then when you see him in person, I saw him at the combine, but I really got a chance to see him at the pro day. When you see him in person, you're like, God, look, this dude really is built like, LeBron James, you know, like I can tell he's built like LeBron James, but when you actually see him in person, like 6'5, 240, low percent body fat and can move the way he moves And he got that flick of the wrist. So when you see him go inside that dome at the practice facility and he just, he ain't even putting his arm in it already. He just flicking his wrist. Like, man, he flicking his wrist, 60 something yards. And then when you see him move all the way to his left side and throw it across his body, all the way over to the right side at the flick of the wrist, you like, he different. So every 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 box that I needed to check, especially with my eyes, I saw it in person. Then when he hit the top of the dome, not even trying to hit the top of the dome, you're like, man, this dude here just, he's very impressive. But all his teammates love him. Whether they're teammates his age or younger teammates, young wide receivers who was running routes for him, they all love him. So he just got to... He got a natural leadership vibe, and that's that's what I look at. I already know what he can do on the field, but I look at how do your teammates talk with you? Do they like being around you? Are you staying offish, or are you just one of the boys? Ar just one of the boys. So when you're just one of the boys, but you happen to be that good, it calms the the it calms the scene down for everybody else. To just play football and have fun. So the kid was very, I'm sorry, the young man was very impressive, Mark, from, from from throwing the ball to interacting with his teammates to just calming everybody down who wasn't invited to the combine and just making the atmosphere real fun. That that's that was one of the things that impressed me about A.R. Anthony Richardson, Mark.
1: Like, let me give you my take. If he's there at number five when the Seahawks pick, I've seen a lot of mock drafts say, oh, the Seahawks need an edge rusher. I think they take him. Yeah. Because yeah, Geno and- Smith is there and he can learn from under Geno Smith. Yeah. If Anthony Richardson is there at number five, you're setting yourself up for success because Geno Smith did what he did, got the Seahawks team into the playoffs. When a quarterback like an Anthony Richardson is ready, he can then take you over the top, almost like what the Chiefs did with Mahomes and so forth. I know the Seahawks have other needs. That is just right. my take and how I read this for everything I've read about Anthony Richardson.
0: Hey, Mark, get the hell out of my head. Because that's exactly <laughs> what I was saying on the, on a the pro day. I was talking to some some other guys. I was like, the perfect fit would be the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Gino just did a three-year deal. Gino well-deserved getting mm-hmm. this money. Mm-hmm. Um, but letting AR sit And we talk about injuries as well. Injuries are part of the game. So you just never know. You have a guy on his style of play and coach Pete Carroll know exactly what to do with that kind of style of play. He won the Super Bowl and been the two with Russell Wilson. Um, Also, if you just look at the offseason moves, the Carolina Panthers are making. I did see the Carolina Panthers present as well. I did talk to the quarterback coach for the Carolina Panthers. Um, a guy I used to play with, but at the at the same time, Mark, you know, you got your running back, you got you a tight end, and you got your receiver coming out of free agency. So you got your Miles, you got Adam Thielen, and you got the tight end from, uh want to say, and what a tight end we got, the Carolina Panthers got.
1: Stand by, I, I can get that. But the Panthers trading up for the top pick as well in the trade with the bears. And to me, it's the signing of Dalton that allows you the flexibility of to say, if we have to start the red rifle week, one of the 2023 season, we can do that. And the young quarterback can learn underneath insert him when he's ready. If you just want Andy Dalton in the room and to say, Andy, you're going to be the dal- the backup, the number one pick, we'll start week one right away. You can do that too. Uh, Hayden Hurst, Ike, I believe is the tight end you're thinking of.
0: Yes. 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 Thank you, Mark. But yeah, you, when you in Carolina will have some options at this quarterback, you, you know, you got CJ, you got AJ, me, CJ, AR, and I'm missing one. Um, Levis, Levis out of Levis. Kentucky. Levis. And I'm missing another one too. It's, it's, it's Bryce it's, Young. More. Yes. So they, they, they got options on who they think that can fit their system and that they can have. So, but yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't exclude I wouldn't exclude AR coming out of that uh that hat with the quarterback options but the perfect fit mark in my mind is Seattle yeah yeah
1: I I would see here's Ja already I think top number one overall pick I think young can have success if he has a stud offensive line in front of him given his size limitations, because they say, well, what about Russell Wilson and Drew Brees? Those are the exception, not the norm when it comes to smaller quarterbacks. If you have a stud line in front of him, if Bryce Young were 6'4", 220, he'd be the top pick, no doubt in my mind. Richardson, I think, would benefit from sitting and learning from a veteran quarterback for the first several weeks, if not the entire first year, but I think Richardson has the highest ceiling. And I wouldn't sleep on Levis, too, if he goes to the right team, Ike, because... I go back to the 2020 draft when Burrow was coming out, Tua was coming out. No one was talking about Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert had a cannon arm. Levis needs to go to the right system to where he has weapons around him. But that to me is the pathway for success for each of these quarterbacks. It's a lot more about fit than, okay, what abilities does this quarterback bring? It's organizational fit. It's coaching. It's personnel that you're going to surround the rookie with, whether or not that player has success.
0: Just so my I like, opinion. All right. I feel you. So I like it. I like to take it a deep uh uh a, a little deeper. Great coaches evolve with their personnel. Good coaches say, This is my system, you gotta learn my system. I know nothing else. So when you have a Andy Reid, a Sean McVay, a Cal Shanahan, to be like, you know what, this is my style of quarterback. So I have to adjust my offense around this guy. And if you look at Andy Reid, Andy Reid Reed, uh, went from Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, went to the playoffs when he got to KC with Alex Smith, found out he had a stud in Patrick Mahomes, and adjusted everything to it. When you look at a Sean McVay who acquires a Matthew Stafford off of a trade, one year, wins the Super Bowl that same year. So with uh, a Kyle Shanahan, who's always the past couple of years been in the NFC championship, working on this third quarterback with Brock Purdy, damn near going to the Super Bowl. So, yes, people like to say you have to fit my system. Great coaches who evolve, even though they might not like their that personnel on that style, they say, you know what, let me adjust my playbook to this style of quarterback. And these are the people who just keep. Rotating and recycling NFC, AFC championship Super Bowls. So if you don't have a if you don't have a head coach or an OC who can evolve to that style of player, yeah, they'll make the playoffs, but they'll never win the Super Bowl. When you have the Andy reese the Cows, the Kyle Shanahan's, and the Sean McVays who evolve to their personnel, them guys just keep uh Joe Burrow. Them guys just keep. Evolving and we continue for the past three years seeing the same teams every year, going to the AFC Championship, the NFC Championship, even Philadelphia Eagles. Philly was like, you know what, we gotta evolve. We I, I have to change my style for Jalen Hurts. And this is exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get him five bodyguards certified to make sure he can he can throw when he wants to throw, he can run when he wants to throw run. I gotta evolve my playbook towards. This guy, Jalen. So when you got coaches like that, Mark, you got coaches who will forever put their team and their organization into Super Bowl contentions. When you don't, when you say this is just my style, I don't care what kind of – I don't care about your athletic ability. This is just what it is. You got to do my playbook. Yeah, you're going to make the playoffs, but you'll never get to that AFC, that Mm -hmm. NFC championship, hopefully to the Super Bowl.
1: The adaptability Ike is what you're talking there to be able to adapt with the personnel that you have. And that's huge, especially where whenever we talk about quarterback play and we mention a guy like Anthony Richardson, it's not just his ability to run the ball with his size and speed, but it's holding defenses accountable and playing 11 on 11 and adding that extra dimension to the game that we didn't see 20 years ago. So it's like when you talk about all of this, Ike, it's how is modern football played to where you can have a schematic advantage and each of those coaches has done that for their quarterbacks and they've put their players in position to succeed as well to where, yeah, there's going to be a a few throws, a few reads that a quarterback will need to make that is special, but you can scheme it up to where you know what kind of defense, uh, defense is running and you can then put your quarterback in a position to succeed where they make one or two reads and all they have to execute the throw and execute the play. And the great coaches consistently are able to do that with the personnel that that you have. I mean, you mentioned Kyle Shanahan, Ike, and it was like last year, it was amazing to me where when their quarterbacks went down and then ahead of last year, it's like, is he really an offensive genius? And it's like, uh, yes. And I think about it, too, because I any of those coaches you just named, if for whatever reason they lost their jobs or were fired, there would be 31 other teams calling, knocking on their door, saying, hey, do you want to come coach with us? And that's how I, I kind of look at value. Let me bring this back to Gainesville really quickly, because we went down a rabbit hole talking about quarterbacks and coaches. Um, I'm just going to list a few players that participated in the combine from Florida. You saw some of these players work out in Gainesville. Stop me as soon as you want to talk about any of these players. So, Gardo Sirens, Torrance, Richard Gourage, Gravon Dexter Senior, Justin Shorter, Ventrell Miller, Brenton Cox Junior, Trey Dean the Third, Rashad Torrance the Second. All of those players from Florida at the combine. Any of them stick out to you, Ike, in terms of what you saw when you were at Pro Day?
0: Um, the D tackle. Um, he reminded me of. Uh, Sean Rogers, big baby from Texas, when we had Casey Hampton as well. Um, a guy who can move at that at that size, at that size. Now they say he's a gentle giant. They say he's another one, one of the uh the player's favorite when it comes down to that locker room. And that's good that he can be a player's favorite because he's a he's a <laughs> he's a man's man. You know, so they <laughs> when you got a gentle giant like that who uh, can be a bully whenever he wants to, but he just so happened to chose another route and just want to be a great teammate, that's even better for the team. Uh, Receiver-wise, they got a big receiver. I like, but my personal opinion, um, I think he's a tight end. I think he would suit well as a tight end, a flex tight end. Um, I think he can add another 10, maybe 12 more pounds to his body and give defenses hell. When it comes down to that tight end position. But um those two for sure, in my mind, if I thought I was a GM, um, this what I would do. Uh, and this this who I like, other than they are, but they got a lot of young talent. Oh they yeah. got they got they got two young talented receivers, one of them I call a giraffe. They got two young talented receivers, Mark. I'm telling you, the 20, the 2026 draft, we gonna. We're going to rewind this, and we're going to come back to the 2026 draft, 24-25. I'm lying, the 2025 draft mark. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about two receivers coming out of Florida. Probably the first round – I ain't going to say probably. will be first-round draft picks. And you'll be like, dang, I – I love this.
1: I love this. So the two players I was mentioning, uh, Gervon Dexter Sr., the defensive tackle, Justin Shorter, listed as a receiver now – Ike great analysis there. I want to go from Gainesville all the way down to Coral Gables now. You were at the Miami Pro Day as well. There's two players I want to ask you about. Uh Tyreek Stevenson, the defensive back. He had an impressive combine, a 445 and the 40, a a eight and a half inch vertical jump. And I, I've I've been reading that like because how he wants to play in the league, he actually wants to lose a little bit of weight, but um Stevenson was a player I wanted to ask you about. And then there's one other one, but hop in about Stevenson, someone who transferred to Miami from Georgia before the 2020, 2021 season.
0: I'm gonna use one word for Tyreek. Dog. Dog. As 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 my former assistant head coach and defensive line, Coach John Mitchell, the pioneer. He say, either you a dog or you a boy dog. Stevenson is a boy dog, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I I love this. I absolutely love
1: this. Uh, Projections have him going anywhere from the second round uh, all the way through the seventh. We'll see. So probably day two, maybe a day three selection for him. Again, the draft Uh will be... For for Stevenson and Dave said he could play the nickel, he could play the safety. You're smiling right now. Huh? Go ahead,
0: Ike. Would <laughs> they they be lying? I don't know what they say. Would <laughs> <But> they be? <laughs> but they be lying? Ike, I trust
1: you, given how long you've been in the game and everything too, and everything that you've seen. Another play wanted to ask you about tight end Will Mallory did not run the forty at the pro day. Had a four five four. At the tight end position. So that is moving. Um he had good, but go ahead, Ike.
0: Stud (laughs) Greg Olson. Stud. And that's exactly how you gotta talk when you describe a Mallory, say it just like that. Stud. He's a damn stud. (laughs) That's exactly what he is. Ike, I'm going
1: to post that short stud clip and just post that Please. to social media. That's amazing. Do. Oh, yeah. Um, one other player I wanted to ask you about, DJ Ivy out of Miami, uh, 443 in the 40, 39-inch vertical, six feet, uh, had a broad jump of 10 feet, six inches as well. Uh, someone else who I thought had a very good pro day for the Hurricanes as well. Someone I wanted to mention, Ike, did you see anything from Ivy as well? Because Stevenson and Mallory are the two most highly touted coming out of the U, but I thought Ivy had a nice pro day performance as well.
0: DJ Ivy could could be, it's on him, it's on him, Mark, could be the sleeper of rookies in this draft for 2023 once he get on the field.
1: Okay. Okay, we'll see what happens there. Ike, um, are you going to be at any other pro days here in the coming weeks?
0: Um, I gotta check. I gotta check these zooms with uh boss man Omar, and Coach T, and and see what else they got going for me.
1: All right, but I... Mark,
0: but Mark, mm-hmm. football is life for me. So okay, I have to get a, give a shout out to the Rooneys, Omar, and Coach T. For bringing me on board one I didn't know how much fun I would have scouting and going to these pro days and now uh and the word has gotten out if it's any DBs with any drills coach Ike is running these drills and this Miami pro day UCL pro day um uh Who else? Florida pro day. And if there's any other pro days, we're flying Ike out to run these down DB drills because he knows exactly what we need to see as scouts. So then what I do, Mark, I ask is there any other drills I can incorporate for us to see even more stuff. And it's coming from my scout coach, Mark uh, Sadowski, who's with us, who's been around for 29 years, or even, or even other scouts who've been in this business as well. So I'm just getting feedback, but well, Mark, when I say when I say the good man has been good to me, he's been very good to me. Um, just, just coming from Mark, who's with us, Sadowski, uh, he said, "Man, you you're happy on the field. Like you have a a huge smile on your face when you're talking with these guys, and you really enjoy it." What you're doing, but I had to give a shout out to the Rooneys, Omar, and Coach T for giving me this this opportunity um, to be in football without even playing football. So I'm in a game without even being in the game.
1: Ike, it's something that I can tell you're passionate about doing that you would be doing regardless whether you were Steeler scout or not. That that is clearly evident. Just your passion, and just from when we've been doing this show, because. Ike, for me, what this show allows me to do is it allows me to stay connected to the game even then, even though you're not in the game uh, anymore. And getting to hear your insight on a weekly basis, that definitely comes through. And it serves as a great segue, the final segment of the show. Ike, saw your son Ivan Taylor making his visit to Georgia. Saw that post to your Instagram. I want to con- congratulate Ivan. I want to congratulate your family and you as well, Ike. Um, He's going to do big things. He's going to be that next generation. You should be very proud. Congrats to you, Ivan, and your family, Ike. That's it's to see that and to be along for the ride, Ike. It's it's truly, truly special.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm riding this coattail, Mark. He's he's showing me things I never thought I would see, um, all off of his God-given ability. But then again, we're going on three weeks where him and his homeboys get up at four thirty, be at my house at five and get a workout in before they go to school. And I and he asked me all the time. I say, son, I I, I was a workaholic. I wasn't getting up at 4.30 in the morning before I went to school and getting this workout in. So the fact that you're not just hanging your hat on dad, or this is what my dad used to do. You want to create your own book and write, write your own chapters, not only as a person, but as a football player. Bro, I'm beyond proud. Like, the torch has been passed to you. Like I'm just here to support, but as a dad, I'm just riding your coattail because um great, great human being, 3.8 GPA, uh yes ma'am, no sir, yes sir, no ma'am, kind of guy. So I have to give a huge shout out to his mom, mm-hmm. uh Danielle, Danielle Taylor for uh one birthing a kid like him, two uh instilling her values into him as well so I'm, I'm i'm the financial guy uh i'm more of the uh the ease she's more of the drill sergeant i told i told her last week her and i swap roles i'm like now you're the drill sergeant and he comes to me because he know you're gonna get down <laughs> the throat <laughs> see that's unbelievable for me for me to
1: hear i so i've worked out with you <laughs> and i'd yeah. probably say otherwise
0: that's i don't know if i believe that <laughs> So when it comes down to workout, you know how I am with workouts. But when it comes down to other aspects in life, yeah, you know, she she really installed in him, um, let's take football out of it. We just wanna work on you as being a good human being. And that's all, that's all her. So I gotta give a big shout out to hell Ivan's mom. Um, she's going on trips, she's seen avenues that she could never imagine. Of course she She's been with me. We've been at the highest level of Super Bowls playoffs consistently. But this college life from high school and just visiting these colleges, especially nowadays with these $280 million facilities and uh, lazy Boy rivers that's, that's getting put in into these colleges, and it, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, Mark. So um, I appreciate the compliment. Thank you. But I got to give a huge thank you to his mom as well. Like I have a personal thank you
1: to as well as we wrap up the show here. On Friday on ninety nine the fan in Raleigh, North Carolina, where I live, I'm gonna have the opportunity to fill in as a host on Friday. I'm thanking you, Ike, because we've done hundreds of podcasts together now. We've done hundreds of shows. I have done several dozens of radio interviews calling in. I haven't done an in-studio radio show since college. It has been many years. I am very, smoke. very excited. So the smoke. Uh, I, I'm, go ahead. Ike. Yeah. You bought a smoking
0: mark. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We just, just, just look how far we have come not only on the show, but like together and man, just, just, just seeing you grow Mark as well, not only as a person, but even, you know, talking on radio, like i I'd be watching you and i be seeing you on different podcasts and different shows. I'm like, look at my dog, man, my little dog, he killing it. He killing it right now. So, Mark, the sky's the limit. Um, we talked about where you want to be in life and your goal in life. And I always told you, man, it's a marathon. Everything will happen for a reason at the right time. And it's just a matter of time, Mark. And so what you, what you wrote down, what your goal was, for us to be in that situation, and we'll take it from there.
1: Then Rome wasn't built in a day, Ike. And so I want to thank you. I want to thank the Believe Network, our video producers over at Brinks TV, because without all of that, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to even do something like that. So Friday I get to fill in. Uh, I'll put the link. It's the best of the OG I'll be filling in as a, as a host on Friday. I know it's Masters Rome. Week, too, so we're going to have a ton to talk about. And Smoke. for three hours, it's like, hey, I, I'm getting paid to do this, Ike. And it's like, that's the thing to me where it's like, that still hasn't sunk in. It's it's terrific.
0: Smoke it, Mark. Yeah. yeah.
1: Ike, I want to thank you, the Believe Network, our video producers at Brinks TV. Today's sponsor, BetOnline.ag. They'll take care of everything that you need for tonight's national title game. And I want to thank the listeners and the viewers as well. They make this show possible. And share it with a friend. Tap that subscribe button, Ike. We're going to continue to grow week in and week out. And we're going to continue to provide the best analysis between now and April 27th NFL draft.
0: It's not a show unless everybody who's behind the scenes working. So I got to give a shout out because they don't get enough credit from Brinks TV on Believe in Still the Podcast. BetOnline.ag for being being with us since day one. And of course, all the fans um, who tune in and listen and watch our show. uh, Make sure y'all subscribe. Uh, to Mark and I, Mark also got to give you a, a huge shout out as well for and Miss Courtney and her crew, and Believing the podcast, and BetOnline.ag for just working with me. Um, right now, and this is a busy season for me. Um, this is a, a first for for me actually being a professional scout. So we thank y'all for adjusting to my schedule as well. So I appreciate everybody from 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 behind the scenes and making this show the show likewise for ike taylor i'm mark
1: bergen thanks for watching the believe in stealer show we'll see you next time until then take care so long
0: everybody peace